Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Murder. Murder. Welcome to Death Do Us Part podcast hosted by my wife, Jamie. Hello. And myself, Mark. What up, y'all? Hey. Hi. Oh, my God. What's going on, babe? Nothing. Nothing, nothing. We had an eventful day today so far. We were uh, interviewed by Central New York, which is NBC, CBS, and CW Syracuse, New York. Yeah. So if you're in that area, uh, it should be up on their website tomorrow, I was told. Oh, I got to tell the, the, the girls that. Because yeah. they were asking when. I'm like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Uh, I just got an email. He's going to write up a little something and put our interview together. And he said it should be up by tomorrow. Okay. So um, our listeners that are going to watch it, let's just ignore the fact that um, I look like I have not slept in 72 days and I'm not wearing makeup. Yeah, I thought you were going to put a little on, and you didn't. I didn't have time. You were yelling at me. I, I told you what time we were going on. Yeah, like noon. And then I, I saw. So you had three this. hours. Yeah, but then you were yelling at me to finish the episode. Oh, my God. I can only do one fucking thing at a time. So, no, I didn't put makeup on. So Sorry. I look like I died. Sorry, it's my fault. It's my fault. Yes. It is. <laughs> and then I was this... still sleeping. Oh my god! And you're like, we're gonna do an interview with New York at three. I'm like, yep. What? Well, what? I got a response right away. I know. So I know I had to wake you up. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. <clears throat> no, nah, it's all good. But I, I think it went really well. And then this weekend we will be in Lafayette, Louisiana, for Louisiana Con. Yep. Uh, Saturday, uh, at three o'clock, I believe. Yeah. Three or three thirty. Yeah. So if you're in the area, stop on by. Yeah. Stop on by. Like Louisiana is like Cajun. It's not like Southern, is it? I don't know. Isn't it the same thing? No. Cajun's Cajun. Cajun's like Louisiana. They Southern got some like, alligators. Yeah, Southern is like, bless your heart. And drink some bourbon. Is bourbon Louisiana? I don't know. I just made it up. I think you're just thinking like you're in the fucking water boy. I don't know what you're doing over there. <laughs> I mean, Bobby Boucher, she is the devil. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the fuck you're doing over Fo- there. Foosball is the devil. Foosball. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. But you've been working a lot. I, I do feel bad. Yeah. You've been putting in some hours. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, it's fine. Whatever. Yeah. But I dispatched last night, and um, one of the antennas apparently got moisture in it. Moist. And it beeped. Um, I know. When I called you, it was oh beeping God. like crazy. Was, oh, it, my God. It was like every 27 seconds. 
and, and, and it was like, so annoying. I'm not exaggerating. It's like every probably like sooner in between than 27 seconds. But I walked in and the guy I was relieving was like, hey, so your new best friend. And then it beeped. And I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> How long did it last for? All night. Oh, babe. All How did you not go crazy? Night, I tried. All, I was like, OK, I'm just going to ignore it. I'm just going to ignore it. And then I'm like, I'm going to stab my fucking ear with an ice pick. I'm, I'm just glad I only it. called you once because I, if I would have been bothering you too. Oh, my God. You would have been fucking going nuts. It was um, it was awful. And then the, the girl who is working tonight dispatching was on last night. Yeah. And uh, she's like, what the fuck is that noise? <laughs> and I was like, dude, it's it's like all night. It's not going to stop. And she's like. I'm going to fucking harm somebody. And I was like, oh, I'm pretty close. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's why nobody's coming back to the post to say hello. Babe. So does it happen every time that like there's moisture or. Listen, I've been there. What? 17 years. Yeah. Never heard it before. What the fuck? And then I was told that like the crews could hear it too through the radio. And I was like, yeah, but they can just shut off the one radio and work off the other radio. Yeah, or put on music. I can't. I only have one speaker that I can hear my crews through. Oh, my God. And that's the speaker that was beeping. Babe, that was fucking terrible um, when I called you. It was so loud. It was was so bad. And you couldn't turn it down. Like it couldn't. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, my God. It's like the fucking telltale heart beating through the goddamn floor like it was, yeah it was bad oh i'm yeah. sorry babe yeah but only one person Ain't like some shit braved it to come say hi to me and brought me a bagel oh bagel yeah do you have cream cheese or? i did mm. i did and he pulled the you he was all pissed because they didn't put the cream cheese on the bagel yes yeah dunkin donuts yeah yeah it, it pisses me off when they don't and then he called me because I asked him to get me ice, too. So then he called me and was complaining that the lady at Duncan could not give him change. Because she couldn't math. She didn't know how to oh, give him. that would have been me. She, I, no, no, no. Like, the register tells you how much to give back. Yeah, I still. She couldn't figure out what to give them back. Yeah, that, that would have been me. He, yeah, he he was mad. <laughs> he, he, he was mad. <laughs> He's like, I'm just going to give you this and we'll owe you a dollar twenty five and we'll come back and give it to you. And she's oh. like, well, I don't know about that. And he's like, well, I, you can't really say anything because I already have the coffee and uh, we have a call. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. It was, uh, it was an interesting night. Yeah. To say the it least. sounds like it. was it. busy as shit, too. I feel like uh, the more rigs the wh- we have on, the more yeah. calls we get. It's like the more money you have, the more you spend, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah. Well, the weather's getting... And that's what it was. It was nice out, and everybody yeah. was hearing gunshots wherever they were sitting, and people were walking around naked, and yeah. Yeah, it's a fun time. Yeah, it was, uh, <clears throat> it was a night. That is Fun times, sure. yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, um, business, <sighs> we got Patreons. We have Patreons. <clears throat> Why don't we... Do. we uh, Name them off. So we have Evelyn. Thank you, Evelyn. We have Megan. Thank you, Megan. We have John. Thank you, John. Who, so I'm not sure if it's my godfather or his kid. They're both John. Oh. I'm not sure which one it is. It's one of them. Okay. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Kristen. Kristen, thank you. And Courtney. Courtney, thank you. I feel like there's more. I thought I had more in my email, but they didn't show up there. So I'm, I'll have to double check. All right. But well, that's what I got. That's ne- what next I got episode. Now. Yeah. There's always next episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So this um, this case that we're doing. This one was a request by me. Um. Yeah. It was. Um, because it was from the town I grew up in. And the town I grew up in did not have many murders at all. No. And this was pretty high profile because the family was well known mm-hmm. in the Chicagoland area. Mm-hmm. Um, the son, I believe, was a star player, star football player at Northwestern. I get into it. Okay. I do. And uh, the daughter was a reporter. Yeah, she actually played for DePaul. Yeah. And then coached for him for a little yes. while. Yes. Um, and then became a sports reporter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I forget what channel. Oh, I, I, I haven't. Okay. I, I forget what channel, but it was for <clears throat> Chicago. And it, I, she was a great reporter. But then after this all happened, she moved to, I believe, New York to well, get out of the Well, she area. was a, a TV analyst for Out There. Okay. So. Okay. Um. So there's not a lot of background on the family per se. I didn't touch anything. I don't know why I did that. Hang on. Um. So like I was telling you, like there's not. I was having a hard time, like because I like yeah. the background. Yeah. There's not a lot of like on him background. or just like. There's a lot of background on the kids. But what about him? No. Okay. No, him or or the wife. Okay. Um, but I mean, really, the the crux of the the case is yeah. what happened because he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, people amaze me when they come up with these fucking cockamamie stories, yeah. and they're like, "Well, someone's gonna fucking believe this." Right. Right. Sir, make a list. Write right. it down. Go over it and think to yourself, <laughs> would I believe this bullshit? Right. <laughs> I mean, it does not take a detective to listen to what he was saying and go, huh. You're a fucking liar. You're fucking stupid. <laughs> You're stupid. Idiot. Yeah. Um, I mean, from the jump. But the kids, well, I don't know about the son, but the daughter believed him. She it, did. And so did the son. Oh, the son did too? For a while. Okay. For a while. Okay. So we'll we'll get into that. Okay. But um So this is the story of Alan Kustak. Yes. And the murder of his wife, Anita Jeannie Kustak. So her name is Anita, but she goes by her middle name Jeannie. Okay. So should I just should I just jump in? Yeah, jump in. All right. So, Alan and Jeannie Kustak were described as the ideal married couple, uh, Alan even being described as devoted and faithful. When friends and family found out Jeannie was dead from a gunshot wound, shock was an understatement. Alan said she took her own life. Police said Alan was responsible. Little by little, it started to become apparent that life isn't always as it seems. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. So we'll get into the kids a little bit just because, 
I mean, they were fucking rock stars, so I feel like we kind yeah. of should talk about them. And yeah. like, I would rather have them be known for this than their father. Yeah. If that makes sense. I mean, that's really why the family was known was right. because of the kids. Right. I mean, it would have made news in, because it's fucking Orland Park, but yeah, you know, so uh, Anita Runko and Alan Kustak were married in 1976. Uh, their first child, Zach, was born February 24th, 1979, followed by Sarah on December 17th of 1981. In Alan's heyday, he was captain of the Mendel Catholic High School's football team, which uh, won the Prep Bowl in 1968. I think that's where my dad went to high school. Really? Yeah. That wouldn't really surprise me. Um, he went on to play offensive tackle for the University of Illinois. So it was no surprise to anyone that the kids got the athletic gene. They also got the academic gene from their mom. Uh, Zach played basketball and football. Um, When he was a sophomore, he led Lincoln Way Central to an SICA West Championship. They lived in Frankfurt at the time. Uh, In the 94-95 season, he was named one of the best football prospects in the Chicago metropolitan area. He also started as a point guard for varsity basketball as a sophomore. Um, Academically, he was first in the class of 925 students. Holy shit. Yeah, they were were very smart. Wow. Um, In 1995, the family moved to Orland Park. So he transferred, Zach transferred to Carl Sandburg High School as a junior. Yeah. Um, there's really no point in putting this, except you'll find out why. Uh, he led the football team to an 11-0 season with a 1995 Class A playoff win against Schaumburg High School before losing in the quarterfinals to Romeoville High School. Oh, your high school. The year before I went in. Whoa, yeah. look out. That's the only reason I put that in there. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Romeoville's on Wikipedia. Look out. Yeah. So in 1996, uh, entering his senior year, he was one of the top-rated quarterback, or excuse me, he was the top-rated quarterback in the Chicago area, and one of nine local players ranked among the nation's 100. He won the Chicago Tribune Prep Athlete of the Week for basketball both his junior and senior years. He also, around this time, announced his intention to attend Notre Dame over Northwestern. He earned the 1997 Tribune Scholar Athlete of the Year. Now, if you're from around here, you know the deal with Notre Dame and Northwestern. Like, it's a big fucking deal. It's a big fucking deal. Um, He was also rated one of the top 25 Illinois prospects in football by USA Today. However, that season he endured multiple injuries and a relatively newer offensive line, so he wasn't they didn't have a great season. Yeah. Um, he still received all area special mention in football and basketball. In 1997, he won the regional competition for the Foot Action High School Quarterback Challenge, where he got to go to Disney and compete again. Oh, wow. Uh, he spent, so now he goes off to college, and he spends the 1997 season as a quarterback for Notre Dame's scout team. He was also on the Dean's List with a GPA of 3.45. Wow. Um. A lot of to-do happened at Notre Dame in regards to competition with other quarterbacks. And oh, yeah. So, like, the coach he committed to actually left the year before he was that supposed to sense. go. Yeah. But he stayed committed to Notre Dame. Right. Probably shouldn't have. Um, so, in September of 1998, he left Notre Dame yeah. because of the whole contro- controversy going on. Right. 
Um, so then he transferred to Moraine Valley Junior College, which was in Orange hey. by his parents. Yep. It's um, where I went. In December of 1998, he committed to Kansas. However, another quarterback also committed at the same time. Mm-hmm. So then in February of 1999, he committed to Northwestern. Yeah. He still is the current record, record holder for multiple different uh, things at Northwestern regarding football. Mm-hmm. Um, after this, his he eligibility yeah, his eligibility date was contested um, due to when he left versus when he started again. It was a matter of like three days. Yeah. Um, it was actually brought to the Cook County Circuit Court, but settled by the NCAA. On April 26, 2002, he signed as a free agent uh, with the Miami Dolphins after the 2002 NFL draft, but was waived in August. And uh, February 7th of 2003, he was signed with the Green Bay Packers, but then allocated to NFL Europe to play for the Berlin Thunder. Uh, Shortly after that, in March, he returned and then was waived in June. Uh, Now, in March of 2004, March 26th of 2004, he was actually signed by the Chicago Bears. Yep. But he was released uh, two months later on May 2nd. Even if you're a stud in college, some guys just can't transfer over. It's a big difference between college and pro. Yeah. It almost sounded like the whole thing with Northwestern kind of just really discouraged him for playing, really. And... After the whole thing happened with Northwestern and then his eligibility date was contested, he, it, it was almost like he just didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He kind of just went through the motions. And so he's now a, a shame. He's now a businessman. Is he really? Which they don't specify what business he's a businessman for. But he's but a businessman. It's like Romeo and Michelle. Do you remember that movie when she's like, I'm a businesswoman. No. I invented post-its. You don't <laughs> remember that? No. Oh, all right. Nope. So then Sarah... She played volleyball and basketball in high school. She was a varsity starter for both volleyball and basketball all four years at Carl Sandburg. Yeah. Uh, from there, she went to DePaul University where she played basketball. She was the team captain her junior and senior years and led them to the NCAA championship two years in a row. She still to this day ranks fourth in overall three-point scores and 10th in collegiate level as a whole. Yeah. Uh, she graduated with a bachelor's. She was a stud too. Yeah, she graduated with a bachelor's degree in communications in 2005, and would go on to get her master's in corporate and multicultural communications in 2010. Wow. She ended up coaching. Um, they're called the Lady Blue Devils, right? Yeah. Okay. She was an assistant coach for the Lady Blue Devils, all while trying to launch her career as a sportscaster. Yeah. Um, she started with individual spots on ESPN and Fox Sports Networks, covering college football and basketball and high school football. Mm-hmm. She worked as a TV sideline reporter for the Chicago Bulls, the Blackhawks, the Cubs, the Sox, and Chicago Fire for Comcast Sportsnet Chicago. Yep. She was also a substitute anchor for the network, um, and she would fill in as the sports anchor on WMAQ. Which I, what channel is that? I don't know. I don't remember. Um, she hosted College Sports Minute, which was a show, obviously, and was a freelance sports anchor and reporter for WFLD, which is Fox. Yes. Fox yeah. 32. Uh, she was also a substitute contributor and anchor on FS1's First Things First and was a sideline reporter with the Brooklyn Nets. Mm. 
Just after that, in 2017, she was promoted to TV analyst, making her the first female sole TV analyst. Really? That's why she lives out that way. Ah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it I was a big to-do. She made, she made history. Yeah, she did. So, um, Sandberg's varsity basketball coach would say, quote, in regards to Jeannie, I kidded her numerous times that she should write a book on parenting because she raised two fantastic kids. They were the perfect family. So now Jeannie became a teacher. Um, she would teach in District 96, which is like uh, Riverside. Okay. And she yeah. taught at Hollywood School uh, in the Riverside School District before transferring to Central Elementary School in Riverside, where she taught math and reading to third through fifth graders in a special gifted program. Mm. Uh, she was beloved by students and faculty alike. They said that she had a magnetic personality and made everybody feel comfortable and special, focusing her full attention on whomever she was speaking to. Principal Janice Limperis said, quote, she is a beautiful person with a beautiful heart. If anyone had a problem, she would find a positive way to look at it. So she was just, she was described nice as vivacious and outgoing and yeah. her students absolutely fucking adored her. Um, right. Talking, I mean, high school students coming back saying she was their favorite teacher. That's, that's a big deal. It's like our sister-in-law. Yeah. I've run into quite a few of her former students who were like, she's the best teacher I ever fucking had, mm -hmm. which I get. Um, yep. Alan, on the other hand, uh, wasn't so lucky in mm. the uh, job career field. So he founded uh, a company called Illini Container Corp where he was the president and um, Jeannie was the secretary. They were a, a, a they distributed cardboard containers. Okay. Um, and it started off in some sources say Lansing, some say Bedford Park, mm -hmm. and then uh, ended in Mokina. But it was actually shut down in 1995 after several lawsuits in Will County, one oh, of them really? being a foreclosure lawsuit. Okay. Um, in 2001, the Kustaks purchased a 4,000-square-foot home in Orland Park yeah. at 10932 Royal Oaks. It was a simple brick home with a white-sided garage. It was big. Yeah, it was on a block with just 12 other homes and a horse <clears throat> farm. Yep. Now, in 2001, they purchased the home for $160,000, which... What? Right, because I know how much we bought our house for. What? In, in fucking, what, 07? Yeah. We bought our house? No. Not no. in 07. Uh, four, 15? 15. Yeah. Um, by 2009, according to the uh, Chicagoland Assessor, the home was worth over $700,000. I was going to say close to a million. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Whew. So now, after um, after the company shut down, Alan would get a couple more jobs in the package, packaging industry, mm -hmm. uh, one of which in 2003, he was a sales manager for Commander Packaging. Um, I don't know what that... Oh, company. In Moni, uh, where he was supposed to be making $100,000 a year. However, four months later, he was let go. Um, in the middle of a five-year contract. So he ended up suing the company. Oh, wow. Saying they owed him 600 grand because they breached his contract. Yeah. Um, in 2006, he was awarded a million dollars by the courts. Really? Him and the company settled for a little bit less than that. Wow. Yeah. Um, so now, during all of all of this, I, I don't know if he was working 
when that happened, when he was going through all that. Okay. Uh, but he would end up taking out multiple mortgages on the home. Um, he took out a $538,000 second mortgage in 01, a $650,000 second mortgage in 03, and then a 664000 mortgage in 06. Jesus. Yeah. What the fuck is that about? Through the Harris Bank of Frankfurt. I mean, I, I found it. I might as well fucking write it down, right? Um, so after that, he pretty much had to take whatever jobs he could to pay the bills. Yeah. So he ended up taking a job making $46,000 a year as a Cook County Jail sanitarian. San- sanitarian? He was a janitor. Um, custodian. Custodian, sorry. He worked <laughs> Janitor, there. if you want to be a dick about yeah. it. Um, janitor, if you're nasty. Uh, he ended up resigning in October of 07 when he started as a medical supply salesman. Uh, according to LinkedIn, Allen was a sales rep for RTI Biologies, um, eventually covering the Chicago market in March of 09. But this was a Florida-based company that prepares and sells tissue for grafts and transplants. Hmm. So that's what he was doing. Wow. When this happened. Okay. I don't know how much he was making. I couldn't find it. Uh, Sarah would say in an interview, quote, from as far back as I can remember until today, all my parents wanted for Zach and I was for us to be happy. It just so happened that athletics always seemed to be the thing that I couldn't get enough of. Both Zach and I were blessed enough to have parents who supported us at every step of our athletic careers and made sure it was our own love to play sports that kept us involved. So, Mm. they, I mean, by all accounts... They were your typical great kids, all American, yeah. white picket fence. Kids are in sports. Mm-hmm. Mom and dad are happy. You know, yep. um, a former teammate of Zach talked about how Jeannie was so full of life and she was a ray of sunshine and she was, quote, an all American mother. Mm-hmm. Um, neighbors talked about how personable Alan was. He wouldn't necessarily talk about work, but he would talk about family and he would always yeah. ask the neighbors, you know, how's your family? Blah, 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 blah. And they always thought he was blah, a, blah, great, blah. a great guy. One neighbor even saying, quote, I was always so jealous about how happy he was. Wow. That's because he was sticking Ooh. it in everything that fucking walked. Oh, yikes. Probably why he was so happy. Yikers. Yeah, he was playing just the tip up. Was he? Yeah. Just the tip. So, now, the neighbor. <laughs> On September 29th, 2010, a neighbor of the Kusaks saw Alan driving away from their home um, between the hours of 6.30 and like 6.40. Mm-hmm. He said that he was driving with a purpose and he was going faster than normal and didn't wave like he normally does. Didn't think anything of it. Thought, yeah. maybe he's fucking late for work. Yeah. All right. Alan then drove uh, these six miles to Payless Community Hospital. Just before 7 o'clock, um, one of the nurses testified at 6.50, I believe. Alan pulled up to the hospital and calmly said his wife was dead after shooting herself. And she was, in the, and she was in the car. He reached into his car and grabbed... His wife. Now she was. What she was. Fuck? She was small. She was like five to like one hundred and thirty pounds. Yeah. She was. She was kind of itty bitty. Okay. Um, the nurses would later say that they watched him pull something out of his car that was wrapped in a sheet that resembled a person. Yeah. She was literally was. wrapped in a robe <laughs> in a sheet. 
Um, When they asked him what happened, he couldn't keep his story straight. Um, When Jeannie was brought in, they noticed that she did have a gunshot wound to the face. And she was, not only was she deceased, but she had been for quite some time. So a gunshot wound to the face or to the head? To the face that exited the back of the head. Okay. So it went into her cheek and came out the back of her head. So both. Okay. Essentially. Yeah, but why are you going to shoot yourself in in the cheek? Well, you're not. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. Dippy, dippy do fucking dipshit Alan with his stupid mugshot. Have you seen his mugshots? No. Jesus fucking Christ. Is he, he smiling? He looks like a fucking cartoon character. Does he really? Yeah, he looks like an idiot. <laughs> Sir, put your hair, like. Lick your hand and put your hair down. Like, <laughs> Fix your comb over. Fuck, man. So he originally told uh, nurse, they call her a trauma nurse, and I'm not discrediting that at all, but Payless is not a trauma center. Right. Most people don't know that. I know that. So I'm not discrediting this nurse at all. I'm sure she is a trauma nurse. Uh, Patricia Fleming, that he was wandering the house after Jeannie heard a noise. Um, in the previous months, Jeannie had become increasingly paranoid about somebody breaking into the home. Mm -hmm. Nobody really knows why. I couldn't figure it out. Um, but it wasn't something that like he made up. The, the daughter, Sarah said the same thing when, when her dad was traveling, she would go stay with her mom because she was Mm. worried about someone breaking in. Okay. Um, he then quote, heard an explosion and found Jeannie dead in their bed. 10 minutes later, he said he was in the bathroom when he heard the explosion and found Jeannie dead. He would then tell ER doctor Elizabeth Hatfield that he was in bed with Jeannie and the shot woke him up. What? Dude. Wait till you find out the the gun, the kind of gun. This dude is all over the place. This is where it gets, sir. Yeah. I... mm. So, Should have thought it through a little bit better. The ER doctor is like, okay, um, so why didn't you call an ambulance? Yeah. Why? That's number one. Especially because he said that he heard the shot. One point he said, and one source I read, he said 3.30 a.m., but most of the sources say 5.30 a.m. So now we're at we're 10 to 7. Yeah. So we're like an hour and a half in almost. The um, fuck was he doing? She's like, why didn't you um call call an ambulance? Yeah, and he said that he knew she was dead, and quote, he didn't want the commotion associated with the police and paramedics. The commotion, oh, so they don't see the crime scene, <laughs> right? Would, would that be your? Uh, yeah. So, um, hmm. yeah. He then said that she was a proud woman, and she would have been too proud for an ambulance. Oh, yeah. Um, Sure. That's it. So, okay. I have never been a patient in the back of an ambulance. I get it. I understand it. Being a paramedic. Okay. But um, you're too proud for an ambulance? Listen, if I need to get to the hospital quicker than I can drive there... I'm taking a fucking These motherfuckers are coming to pick me up. Right. Like, it is what it is. Right. No, she was too proud for an ambulance. Mm. So then he said he found her lying in bed on her back, 
arms crossed with a 357 Magnum in her hand. So he initially said that he grabbed the gun out of her hand and turned it on himself because he couldn't live without her. Oh. Um, and then threw it. Mm-hmm. But then he said he grabbed the gun and turned it on himself and couldn't do it. So he emptied the clip into their armoire. So their dresser. So 357, right? Yeah. Revolver? Uh, I don't know. It didn't say. I'm assuming it's a revolver, so there's no clip. There's a cylinder. So you'd open up, open up the cylinder and then empty the bullets out. No, he fired it into the armoire. He shot into the armoire? Five times. So it probably was a revolver. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He shot into the armoire. That's stupid. He then cleaned up her face. Tidied up the bedroom. Well, yeah, you got to. I mean, you have to. Wrapped her in a green robe and the sheets from the bed and carried her to the car. Hmm. At no point in time uh, did he call 911 at all. Good job. Good job. Yeah. Um, At the hospital, Alan's behavior stood out. Um, One minute he seemed detached and, quote, aloof. And the next minute, he was, quote, sobbing and punching walls. Hmm. My pill is stuck in my throat. Um, (laughs) This is um, also when Alan's apparent uh, double life started to emerge. Ah, that's what I'm thinking this is about. I told you. A boot. Oh. Oh, yeah. I wonder if she confronted him. No. Well, she was sleeping. So... Um, at one point he told the nurse at the hospital that he was the quote life of the party oh yeah yeah uh sir there's a time and a place i i was just gonna say like is that <sighs> like people needed to know that hundred fucking percent not the time right or the place yeah, yeah. I, I i don't think they need to know that right no. at that moment no what party are you speaking of <laughs> that you are the life of so Orland Park obviously showed up. Yeah. Orland Park police showed up. They showed up at the hospital and at his house. Yeah. House was empty, obviously. Um, so while they're questioning him, he starts receiving text messages <laughs> from a woman by the name of Kathleen Retke. Now, I would just like to say that there are five women that are involved in this case because Whoa. of him. And they all wanted to be known by their initials. In court and by court documents. Wow. And the judge went, huh, no. Uh, Good. We have no reason to protect your identity. Yeah. This is not about you. This is about the murder. And I don't give a fuck who finds out. Wow. Good Yeah, The judge did not give it a shit. So by the third text message, his phone had been seized and he was now suspected in the shooting death of his wife. Mm-hmm. Now, detectives immediately met up with Retke that afternoon at a business event she was at. Um, she said that she was shocked but didn't think he did anything wrong, but that they had met prior, a week prior, um, through a lovely little app or website called AshleyMadison.com. Hey! Now, I don't know if it's still the thing. 
I'm not uh, sure. I don't know. Um, but for those of you who don't know, AshleyMadison.com was actually a website oh, for it was popular. married people yeah. to find hookups, essentially. Right. So uh, she said that he sent her a wink, which is the equivalent to like a poke on Facebook. And they met for drinks the week prior. Now, she was also married. They met for drinks while she was waiting um, for her kids to finish their religious CCD class. Um, I love yeah. it. So. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So now um, they're like, cool. So Ashley Madison, huh? Yeah. This fucking man on Ashley Madison. I mean, he was just winking at everybody. Just Wh- wink, What wink, was wink, his wink, profile? Wink, wink. I don't know. Fucking stupid. Stud muffin. Oh, my God. I wish I could have found his name. <laughs> right. I'm a fucking idiot. 24, <laughs> you know. Stud muffin killer. Oh, my God. So now they're questioning him, and they find no injuries on him, which right. I have to mention. He told police that he found Jeannie, quote, dead and lying on her back with, quote, a handgun in her right hand. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Okay. Mm-hmm. The handgun was a two and a half pound blue stainless steel 357 Magnum. Mm-hmm. Alan had given Jeannie this for their 34th wedding anniversary. Why the fuck would he give her that <laughs> big of a gun? So he said he gave her a gun because, you know, she was concerned about safety and blah, blah, blah. That's a big fucking oh, yeah. gun. Now, everybody in her family, though, was like, so we didn't even know she fucking had a gun right she doesn't like guns she doesn't fuck around with guns so he gets her the biggest motherfucking gun he could find right? yeah okay so i i did a little research on the gun okay um jesus mary and joseph Hang yeah on. you keep knocking the cord out better yeah okay So, um, the 357 Magnum was built in 1935 to give law enforcement a more powerful option over a 38 revolver. Mm -hmm. Uh, Officers wanted something that they could shoot through an engine block with to stop a car. Mm. Uh, The 357 Magnum, quote, opened the door to high-powered handguns. Now, with the 357 Magnum, the longer the barrel, the more forceful the gun is. Yeah. You can get the barrel anywhere between two and eight inches. Mm-hmm. Theirs was four inches, the barrel. Okay. They also make special bullets for the 357 Magnum that are designed for hunting small game, such as wild boar. Yeah. You could take a bear down with yeah. their gun. Oh, is, yeah. Is what they said. Um, a gun expert would testify later saying that to fire the 357 Magnum accurately, it requires two hands oh, yeah. to hold the weight of the gun steady. Yeah, without a doubt. So, I mean, I, I would even have to use two hands on it. So this 130-pound woman held the gun with one fucking hand yeah. and shot herself mm. on the opposite side of her face? <laughs> so... Jeannie's, oh, wow. Jeannie's right-handed. The gun was found, allegedly, according to him, in her right hand. Yeah. 
Why was the uh, entry wound to her face uh, on, on her left, left cheek? Oh, dude. So she took a barrel. She took a gun with a four inch barrel and went across her face. And sh- mm, this dude did not think it through. Sir, she's right handed. You shoot in the right cheek. He did not think it through what at all. What the fuck would make you think that somebody is going to believe that she took this giant fucking gun and shot herself in the left side of the cheek, the left yeah. cheek? He didn't think hmm. it through, babe. So Dr. Hillary McGilligot performed the autopsy. Um, there was a gunshot wound to the left cheek with stipling. Uh, she guesstimated that because of the stipling, there was um, the, the gun had been discharged approximately 6 to 24 inches away from the cheek. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the trajectory was left to right and slightly downward. So you're standing up. You're standing up and Got she's it. laying down. Um, so it entered into her left cheek and exited to the back right side of her head. The cause of death was a gunshot wound to the face and the manor was ruled homicide. Uh, Dr. McGilligot immediately ruled out suicide and accident, stating that the gunshot wound was on the left side of the face and she was right handed and the gun was found on her oh, right. Boy. So literally like Jeez. you had not a shot in fucking hell to get away with this no. because you're stupid. Yeah. Left. Left like loser. Yeah. Why didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she said it was quote an unlikely scenario to reach across one's body and fire with the right hand toward the left side of the face. Yeah. It doesn't happen. Yeah. The stapling also ruled out suicide because suicides are usually contact wounds. There were no burns, like, on her cheek. Right. Um, Alan's presence and delayed medical care at the scene also made suicide unlikely. Uh, The ME also said that she ruled out suicide for, quote, many of the same reasons that she ruled out suicide. She ruled out accident. Sorry. Yeah. For many of the same reasons as suicide. Um, There was no gunshot residue on Jeannie's hands. However, uh, the sample obtained from Alan's Right hand, or excuse me, left hand, well, indicated he, had it. he discharged a firearm or was in direct vicinity of a discharged oh firearm. Oh, my God. This guy is killing me. So that's why he went left. You're killing me, Smalls. He's left-handed. Oh, my left God. Left goes to left. Or it just he's standing over her mm-hmm. as she's laying down in bed. Mm-hmm. So you figure she's probably sleeping on the, like left side of the bed right so he's on this side so he's standing over um by uh october 1st alan kustak was arrested and charged with the first degree murder uh in the shooting death of his wife Jeannie. that did not take long at all uh it was less than 50 hours (laughs) that they from the time of the shooting to the time of orland park's uh press release wow so the family asked for a two hundred thousand uh, dollar bond because they had raised twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, and the judge said, "Uh, fuck you, two million. Good. So obviously they couldn't raise it. Good. Um, he spent the night in Orland Park's lockup and was arraigned at the Bridgeview Courthouse, where Sarah and Zach sat behind him. Wow. Uh, one of the kids' attorneys said, quote, the Kustak children know their father couldn't have committed the act the state is accusing him of. Mm. So they both were in his corner. Wow. 
Now, he was moved from Cook County Jail to Kankakee County Jail due to his familiarity with Cook County because he used to work there. Uh So they moved him to Kankakee. Yeah, okay. Uh, Now, the Southtown Star would soon report that an anonymous source told them that Jeannie died instantly after being shot by someone standing over her. Mm -hmm. Uh, Police searched the home and only left with two brown bags of evidence. Um, And at this point, he has no criminal history whatsoever. There's no history of domestic battery, domestic violence, nothing along those lines. So everybody's like, what the fuck? Yeah. So a month, it was a big shock. Yeah. I, I, I still remember it when it was on the news. Yeah. It was like, holy fuck. So now, a month later, um, a reading garden was dedicated to Jeannie at the school that she taught at. Uh, the District 96 choir sang the song, quote, Ferris Lady. They said that they sang the song impeccably, to which many of the children finished and ran to their parents and broke down. I was like, oh, oh, God. My God. It hurts my heart. Yeah. Um, November of 2010, Alan entered a plea of not guilty. Uh, At this point, the kids were still visiting him weekly at Kankakee. Mm -hmm. Um, And their attorney said, quote, they are in contact with their father on an almost daily basis. They intend to stand by their father. They believe in him and they love him. So they just believe their mom fucking killed herself for no reason. They at one point, so like they don't, Sarah never really comes out. Sarah testifies. Zach, I don't think does. Zach's wife testifies. Okay. Now Sarah testifies and she doesn't really come out and give an alternate scenario. But she doesn't think her dad did it. Wow. So, uh, trial is set to start on February 18th of 2014 at the Bridgeview Courthouse. However, his lawyers said that they would possibly need more time to review blood spatter evidence, which the prosecutor was like, dude, you got the same fucking shit we did. Yeah. Read quicker. Right. Pretty much. (laughs) Right. um, Now, Judge John Hines would not allow evidence of financial trouble into the trial mm. but was a hundred percent supportive of allowing all the uh, affairs <laughs> into wow. the trial to wow. which i say good job judge Hines. yeah good a uh, job so um like i said these women wanted to be known by their initials and he was like we basically owe you nothing mm-hmm. um he said that he, and was, he had five of them mm-hmm. huh he said he was, quote, sensitive to the fact these witnesses may be embarrassed about what they will reveal in court, but he saw no compelling reason to shield their identities. Wow. <laughs> Good deal. Yeah. Um, so it, his lawyers fought that these women should not be heard from unless his client had a clear mindset to kill his wife as a result of relationships with these women. Um, and that it was an attempt by prosecutors to paint uh, Mr. Kustak as a bad person. Well, if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it's a it's duck. a motherfucking duck. Yeah. So, yeah, some of the women would say that uh, Alan spoke about his wife in a very favorable, loving way. Mm-hmm. Never indicated his marriage was rocky, but a minimum of two of them said that Kusak told them he was unhappy and intended to get a divorce. Um, the judge basically said that it's. Their testimony is going to show Alan's state of mind, noting that some of these rendezvous 
uh, took place, quote, months, if not days, before Miss Kustak died. Ooh. Days. Like, night before. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, mm. honey, nobody really has to paint you in the light of being a bad person. You're pretty much, um, you're, you're taking there. care of that shit yeah. uh, by yourself. You're there. Yeah. So, <clears throat> now... So his defense team is saying, well, she she killed herself. She killed herself. And then when the ME came out and said, suicide is not, it did not happen. Mm-hmm. It could not have happened. They said, well, it was an accident. Okay. That she was so afraid of somebody breaking into the home, she had the gun next to her on the pillow, and that it um, accidentally oh, sure. went, went off. Sure. Yeah. Um, the blood spatter expert was like, cool. Uh, he has blood spatter on his glasses and his clothes. And the only way he could have done that was if he physically shot her because I can't recreate this. Yeah. So it was not an accident. There's nothing on the pillow to state that it was an accident. He did it pretty much. Yeah. So one of the women that testified uh, was actually having a five year long affair. Whoa. With Alan. And it literally lasted. Holy shit. Uh-huh. It lasted until his arrest. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only was, was she married? No. So, but not only was he cheating on his wife, he was cheating on his mistress with multiple other women. <laughs> um, oh, God. The prosecutors said that, that Alan had checked out of his marriage years ago and his wife was, quote, just an anchor who uh, Alan was, quote, done with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, um, he was also involved in uh, swingers clubs. Was he really? Yeah. Things along those lines. Um, Rock and roll. Yeah. He, um, baby, he was, a, I mean, he was a piece of shit. There's... <laughs> He was. He, Tell us how you really feel. He was. He was a piece of shit. Tell us um, how you really feel, babe. I mean, you're a dick bag. Get a fucking divorce. <laughs> yeah. Get a divorce. Yeah. Why fucking kill her? You know? And you know, Ashley Madison. To to each his own. To each his own. Whatever. But I think you. I think somebody saw a financial opportunity and they fucking took it and you can't really fault him for that. Oh, no. They're, um, they made... You, oh, they made bank. You know I'm they sure. made bank on that oh, shit. you know they did. You know they fucking did. Yeah. So, uh, so he's in the middle of trial and they're saying it was an accident. It just went off. A three fifty seven Magnum just, you know, oh. went off. Because that happened so often. Blew her fucking face. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just. Mm-hmm. And he didn't feel the need to call anybody because he knew that she was dead. So he, he laid next oh. to her and he, he cleaned up her face. Well, that's creepy. And he wrapped her in a blanket and then he drove her to the hospital. Even more um, creepy. It really fucking is. <laughs> um. You obviously compromise the crime scene because yeah. you're you're cleaning, oh, yeah. you're cleaning her face. You're taking sheets off yeah. the bed to wrap her in it. Um, which, but why? Why, babe? His his story. I I don't. 
get it. I don't get it. I mean, that's why Orland didn't have that much evidence, because he fucking tampered with he everything. took it all. Yeah. yeah. Well, then the defense argued that um, the police that were on the scene were uh, instructed to just give their notes over to their sergeant, but not to write a report about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and his attorney was like, well, why, why wouldn't you write a report on it? And the guy's like, because they fucking told me not to. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, I, I listened to my my sergeant. They told me not to. Like, they still have everything in there. What's no. the difference? No. So. They kind of, they should have. Well, but, I would think that, I mean, everybody but, should. Yeah. You know. But whatever. <sighs> so, they get this blood spatter expert on who they fought and fought and fought the defense did to have this guy on the stand. And they're like, well, how could he have figured it out? If he, if Alan tampered with the evidence, how could he have figured out what actually happened? Yeah. Because uh, they still had the shit she was wrapped in. Yeah. Because he took her to the hospital in it. Right. Yeah. So he testified in regards to his clothing that the blood spatter was consistent with impact spatter from high velocity mist from a gunshot wound and are not consistent with transfer stains, which is what the defense was saying well he got the blood on him when he picked her up Mm. um he said the same thing about his shorts and his glasses and that again the appearance of the blood was consistent with a high energy gunshot impact spatter uh the firearm also contained impact spatter on both sides um which would not have occurred if the firearm had discharged while quote lying on the surface of the bedding right so there's no way uh, this guy testified that uh, Jeannie was shot from the north side of the bed and that there were no burn marks or soot deposits on the pillow in which the bullet was located, uh, which suggested that, again, the firearm, quote, wasn't lying on a pillow when the shot was fired, meaning the shot was not accidental. Right. Um, the defense came back later and said, no, 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 there's soot on this on this pillowcase. You missed it. You missed it. It was blood. It wasn't soot. It was blood. Um, so, <clears throat> because he didn't do any testing on it to say that it was blood versus soot, the defense tried to get it thrown out. Yeah. Um, so now Sarah testifies. Really? Um, she testified that she did not notice any change in her mother's demeanor prior to the shooting. Yeah. Uh, other family members would also testify that Um, She had upcoming doctor's appointments and they were planning a party for her upcoming birthday on October 20th. She just wasn't showing any any behavior related to somebody who was um, suicidal. suicidal. Yeah. Right. Um, The defense said that she was (laughs) she she was suicidal because she was uh, menopausal. (laughs) Oh, my God. Which, on one hand, uh, I would say menopause makes you more homicidal than suicidal. (laughs) I know Um, that from experience. Yeah. And that she was menopausal and in a sexless marriage. Yeah. Uh, That's because her husband was a piece of shit. Mm. That would be why. Playing just the tip with other people. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just the tip. So, um... They did end up eventually testing that pillowcase to prove it was blood. Um, and, you know, they they confirmed that he did shoot into the armoire and 
he had gunshot residue on his hand and she didn't have any on her and he did it. There, there's yeah. no other fucking way around it. Yeah. Um, her daughter-in-law, Nicole, so Zach's wife, would actually get on the stand and testify that she had actually spoken to her mother-in-law about guns and her mother-in-law um, acknowledged the fact that she had gotten the three fifty-seven Magnum for her anniversary yeah. and um, essentially was like, well, this is a fucking stupid gift because uh, <laughs> right? I don't like guns. <laughs> Um, what the fuck is this? I've never handled it. I don't want to handle it. I don't like it. I don't know why the fuck he bought me not only a gun, but a motherfucking giant gun. Yeah. At that. Right. So now it comes down to Zach. Um, I don't believe Zach testified. Um, Hang on. I had it two seconds ago. I, I don't believe he he testified. Okay. Um, so now they go through a four week trial. It lasted that long? Four weeks. No way. Yeah, four weeks. For this. Yeah. Now ask me how long the jury deliber- deliberated for. I'm going to say two hours. Less than two hours. Half an hour. It took over two hours because they ate lunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're there, so you might as you might well, as well fucking get eat. the lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So and sometimes they get good food. Yeah. Now the defense in their closing arguments were like he would do anything for his wife. He he would do anything, and the yeah, prosecutors like uh huh, including killing her. Right. Cool. Um. He addressed the court saying, "I'm innocent of these charges. This is a horrific accident." Um, he said he didn't call 911 because, quote, I wanted to be with her as long as I could because once I gave her up, I knew I would never have that opportunity again. Wow, you're full of shit. Uh, I should golf clap to that. You um, were with another woman the day before. You really wanted to spend as much fucking time as you could with her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, they sure. again they bring up that Sarah defends her father, but does not believe her mother would have committed suicide, and she does not give, um, she doesn't give an alternative. Yeah, um, an alternative yeah, there, option. There's no way this this lady this no that's you know highly liked. I mean, successful. Uh-uh, uh-uh. The, there's no way she killed herself. No, there's no no. There's no way that she did. No. And he he wasn't even good at... Hiding it. Like, not even a little bit. No. Fucking... He did not think this through at all. No. Or he just... Or he didn't care. He didn't care? Or Which, he thought he was going to be smarter than everyone else? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe he thought this was a good plan. Okay, I'm tearing up, you know... All the evidence, or oh. I'm br- bringing it with. I got this plan. I'll just bring her to the you, hospital. You know, this dumb fuck was like, "This is fucking genius." Yeah, yeah. This is fucking genius. Yeah, this is this is gonna fucking do Mm-mm. it. Mm-mm. No. Uh, so I, I hate people like that. that fucking he he legitimately thought he was going to be get away smarter. with it. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um. So now. At the time of the trial, Zach had a brand new baby. And oh, really? he actually, he went to court to support his wife, Nicole, mm-hmm. um, testifying. 
and made it very, very clear to the media that he was not there as a show of support for his father, but he was there to strictly support his 35-year-old wife. Wow. Um, she was uh, she was a witness for the prosecution. Like I said, she was considered a strong witness because she was very close to her mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, she would testify that she was inspired by her mother-in-law's optimism and devotion to her family and religion, and that obviously she wouldn't have shit to do with a gun. Yeah. Um, she also testified that Jeannie never mentioned to her anything about being afraid of somebody breaking into the house or being alone. Um, when guns were brought up, the the subject was changed because Jeannie was clearly uncomfortable. But, I mean, Sarah even said she was a little weary about being by herself. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. now Nicole was asked if she felt Jeannie knew about Alan's extramarital affairs, and Nicole said that she most definitely did not. Really? That she was under the impression that they were still in a very happy, devoted, and faithful marriage. Wow. Which almost makes it ten times fucking how the fuck do, how do you hide like it blows my mind because like how can you hide one person but five people oh no no, no. it was just five that testified babe how do you hide oh, that there was there was more i don't even want to deal with you this is what i'm saying let alone another person or five people what were we, was it you and i watching something where that somebody had three oh we were watching maury yeah. And the guy had three phones and we're like, what the fuck? How do you? Uh, I don't, I don't answer even, the phone I have. Exactly. I don't want to fucking text back on the one phone I, I have. don't talk on the phone and people know that if I call them, something's wrong. So, right. Right. Something is wrong. So yep. I, I just, but yeah, there was, there was more than, than five. That, that just there blows was just, my mind. There was how just you, five that testified. How the fuck do you handle that? Mm-hmm. How do you manage going from one to one, another to another to another? Well, and they didn't all like live around here. One of them that he was carrying on this months long affair with lived in Michigan. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Dude. Mm-hmm. I, I That. Wow. I don't like driving that much. <laughs> I ain't fucking driving to Michigan Uh -uh. for some ass. I would have to give you a ride to Michigan for some ass. Babe, no ass is worth fucking driving Mm -mm. Mm -mm. two hours for. No. 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 (laughs) No. Mm -mm. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I, uh, babe, Michigan, like that's. mm, I'm mm -mm. baffled. Mm -mm. I, I don't even know what to say. Um, so her family, um, after the trial was basically like, there's no, like, there's no victory. Both families lose. Um, the, the, one of the relatives was like, what I can't wrap my fucking head around is that at 1130 the night before he was, Alan was texting Sarah about what kind of birthday present to get his mom, you know, to get her mom. And then five hours later. He fucking shot her in the face. Dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Jackson's, nuts. Jackson's yelling. Yeah. Um, he's upset. So he was inevitably uh, sentenced to 60 years. Was he really? Um, there were multiple charges of first degree murder. 
And he was sentenced to 30 years for two of those charges, along with aggravated discharge of a firearm. Wow. So he is in, oh, it's the weird fucking prison name. around. Menard? Here. No. It starts with Danville? A, no. Pontiac? No. Never mind. I, you're just naming all of them off. I'm naming all the Illinois ones. Yeah, I know. I can't remember where. Is he in Illinois or no? I believe so, yeah. Okay. I mean, there's only a few. Maybe it's Pontiac? No. I don't think it's Pontiac. I don't remember. He's he's still in fucking jail, though. He's going to remain in jail because, you know. Yeah, he's going to die there. He's going to fucking die there. Which he should. As he should. Um, It just, like, he obviously maintains his innocence, so there's no real motive. Um, Mm -hmm. The prosecution says it was for financial gain. Obviously, life insurance. Whenever you have a life insurance, somebody's going to fucking shoot you. Right. Um, And he took out all those mortgages. Right, right. So, I mean. Which still, I I don't get. mm -mm. Who gave him that many? Uh, What was it? The Bank of Frankfurt? Yeah, Harris Bank in Frankfurt. If if we ever need a loan, we know who to go to. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. (laughs) Yeah. We need a loan. Yeah. Jesus. I don't want a $664,000. No, I, I don't either, but Jesus fuck, I'll Christ. take a loan. I, I just can't. I, I, it boggles my mind that he thinks he was going to get away with this. Yeah. I mean, literally, you were arrested in less than 50 hours. Yeah. Sir, you did a bad job. Um, Because you shot her in the left cheek. Yeah. You shot a, a right-handed woman in in the left cheek. Yeah. And said that she killed herself. All I know is I I feel bad for the kids because yeah. Yeah. they they were such good kids and they did not deserve this kind of a fucking ending. Right. It's it's just it's astronomical. And and you know, you got to think they didn't have a fucked up childhood. No, not and at all. As far as they were concerned, their parents were still very happily married. Yeah. So I, I guess I, I understand how Sarah can't come to Rapper, terms with it. Yeah. You know, she she knows her mom died. She knows her mom died because she was shot in the face, but she she truly does not believe her dad did it. Yeah. And Zach, on the other hand, is like, so if if he didn't do it, they can't come up with a plausible explanation for how it happened. So the only explanation I, is he did it. I think it's easier for guys to understand mm-hmm. or wrap their head around mm-hmm. it more than oh, females. 100%. Because mm-hmm. I think once all the affairs came out mm-hmm. and Zach heard that, you can understand, okay, right. he was probably fucking... He, Wanted to leave right. for another fucking moment. Well, and his rationale was, if, if they can't explain to me a different way than it happened, yeah. it had to have been yeah. him. It had to have been that they were the only two people in the house. Yeah. You know, the, the Emmy is saying there's no probable way that it was suicide or accident. So that right. literally leaves one option. Right. And that's it. So, like, I, I get it. I get She doesn't want to, you know, it, it's... I can't imagine what it's like to try and wrap your fucking brain around yeah, that. Yeah, I, I couldn't either. They, they didn't fight. Like, I mean, if Jeannie didn't even know about the affairs, obviously the kids didn't know about the affairs. So they, right. they had no reason to think that their Thought parents... Thought everything was, was hunky-dory. Right. They had no reason to think that their parents weren't happy. Yep. So... So it had been, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. 
And they, and, and for the longest time, I mean, they, they were with him the whole, the whole way. Yeah. So. Wow. What a sad yeah, story. Very sad story. But I, I, babe, I remember this and I remember like my whole town was just. Up in what, arms, I'm sure. Oh my God. Because Orland, I, I don't think had a murder the last 20 years. So when this happened, it was like, oh my God. And then with this family, yeah. you know, being well known, it, like, well, the, oh my I God. Mean, the kids were, were royalty, essentially. Yeah. They were athletic royalty when and they were Sarah growing was, up. Sarah was a fucking news reporter. Mm-hmm. It was like, what the mm-hmm. fuck is going on? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I remember it. I remember it. Wow. I just, you know. I, I, I think that he thought he was smarter than everybody oh i do too yeah i do too you know they were married for 34 years that's in that's insane 34 years all for nothing you couldn't just walk away all for nothing yeah yeah i mean she didn't give a shit that you couldn't hold a fucking job right she didn't give a shit that your businesses kept failing. She didn't care. Right. She supported you through fucking all of it. And so you, she probably would have supported the affair. That's what I'm saying. You didn't she have, probably would have forgave she you. Pro- or left. Yeah. You didn't have the fucking common decency to give her that option. Right. So. Uh, what a yep. sad story. Very sad. But thank you for doing that one. I, I definitely wanted to hear that. You're you know, I, I don't know why, like, I thought of it all of a sudden. Yeah, I don't know. It came out of the... It, it came blue. out of the blue. I think yeah. I saw like her name and um it, it just it sparked interest again. Yeah. So I don't I don't Yeah, thank you for doing that. Maybe because like it was the anniversary of the trial. I wonder it if, it, been, if yeah. it came up. It could have been, yeah. Because like I know you and I both have the patch. Yeah. So it could have been like I, I think it, it yeah. also too, um the the most recent interview she gave was that Sarah gave was in uh February. Of 2022. Oh, really? So it was like just a year ago. It was like yeah. five five questions with, with Sarah Kustak or whatever. So, I mean, it was a relatively recent article. Yeah. So. Yeah, but. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it sparked my interest again. I one, definitely wanted to hear it. So. Yeah. Thanks for just doing that. Just very sad all around. Oh, terrible. So. Yeah, terrible. You and, know, like I said, I, I feel terrible for the kids because. Yeah. They were good kids and, you know, the typical fucking all-American kids that you would want to have. Right. And I, I feel bad and, for the fact that, like, he has come to terms with the fact that his dad with did it and she has still, not come yeah. to terms with the fact that, like, she's still, I mean, here we are 13 years later and she still can't wrap her head, wrap around, her head around it. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, well. Yeah. Very sad. Well. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. So, um, whatever platform you guys listen listen to us on, please hit that five star liking. Hit us up on social media. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, Patreons, thank you very much. If you want to become a Patreon, go to www.patreon.com forward slash forward slash death do us part one. Mm-hmm. We have several different tiers that you could choose from. Yes. So, um, you know, it's not expensive. You'll get free access to yeah. all the bonus episodes. All are ad-free. Get some extra stuff. Yeah. So, 
And I'm thinking, so like we know we're going to do like a Zoom meet and greet yeah. soon. Yeah, we, we've just been busy and yeah. we have some live shows coming up. That's what I'm wondering. So, what if we do it, do one in Louisiana while we're there? Maybe. Uh, maybe. We'll yeah. figure it out, but we'll give you guys a date soon. It's going to be this month. We're going to make sure we do it this month. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. We'll put something out. Yeah. And, yeah. Yep, yep. And then, like I said, this weekend we will be in Louisiana for Louisiana Con. So if you are in that area or close to it, come on by. Um, it should be a good time. And we, yeah. we will be on Saturday at 3 or 3.30, uh, I think, in panel room 2. And now, is this one, are we talking about how we do the podcast or are we doing yes a this is no this is the creation okay. of a true crime which podcast. we did in chattanooga and it was great yeah it was, it was great. real good so. so we'll do it again mm-hmm. um hopefully i feel better um during the weekdays i just don't feel good what are you i talking? think i think i have a weekend immune system <laughs> oh my god you've been waiting the entire I've been waiting. The, yep. I've been waiting the entire episode to say that. Did you see my face? I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? You don't feel good during the week. Like, I, I was ready to just dig into you and be like, I'm sorry. Are you tired from working? Like, what are what don't you feel good about? <laughs> Babe, oh I've God. been fucking waiting and waiting for the right moment to put that in. Oh, my God. Oh, thank I, you. I fucking hate you. Thank you. I hate you. <laughs> you love me. I swear to fucking God. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, our next episode will be out within a few days. I'm I'm going to try not to be trash. Yeah. We'll try not to be trash. I, I try really hard. It doesn't work. Yeah. I can't see where this. I'm just tired. It's all. Trying to see where the uh, arrow was this so I could turn it can't off. can't even see the fucking computer. No, well, right you now. make me wear my sunglasses all the time. Well, because you stare at me like a fucking creep. <laughs> That's why. Maybe I'm looking at your beauty. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. The dog knows that we're done now, Jesus too. Jesus Christ. So. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and we will be talking to you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>